Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and our goal is to make you a smarter and more educated sports better. And I have a great show planned for you today. Playup Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to Playbook or Playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why Playup is always your best bet. Zach from the Pick Profit is in the house. What's up? How you doing, Phil? You know what? I was I I st- I keep saying playbook. Yeah, that's it's not e- good. Nah, it's easy to get tongue twisted sometimes. Real quick, you fixed it, so that's all that matters. Especially after eight podcasts in two days. Holy sugar! But anyway, we got great stuff to talk about for the NHL. A lot of times we just kind of zoom through the standings, give them a few tidbits. But we have a very special show planned because we're going to talk about one of the best goaltenders I've ever seen in Tuka Rask. He retired. He didn't have the heart anymore. His body didn't come back. What did you think about that move? Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, I'm a huge Bruins fan, always have been. Uh, Tuka, he's been the Boston goalie for so long. And, you know, two years ago during when COVID all broke out and he, uh, left the bubble like I I, at that time I thought you know that was probably it for him even though he was at like potentially the top of his game it still pisses me off that he didn't stay because the Bruins could have made a run that year but then he came back and he had a fantastic year last year played amazing in the playoffs then obviously the hip surgery and you know I, I think obviously he wanted to come back but we all saw that. that that's not the Tuka Rask that you want to see playing in the NHL with the legacy that he's already left behind before. So I think it's the right move. Um, I love the guy. Diehard Bruins fan, obviously. And I he has one of the best careers of any goalie in my time, like in my 26 years watching hockey. So, But yeah, I think it was, I think it was the right move now. He came back, he gave it a shot. The Bruins gave him a shot. They always will. It was Tuka Rask, and I'm happy that he ended up going back to Boston. But, yeah, from the recent play, you got to think it, it was time. You know what? I agree with you. We lost two great goaltenders, two Hall of Fame goaltenders within 12 months of each other with King Henrique leaving and now Tuka leaving. You know, I'm not a Bruins fan per se, uh, but that being said, there's something to be said for someone who could have left numerous times as a free agent, never did, never had a desire to, and remained with one team his entire career. And what a career, man. Can you imagine leaving the game after, geez, 20 years? Yeah, it'd be 
insane. And yeah, exactly. Another guy that reminds me of that kind of Boston is David Krejci. The only reason I think of that is because I was watching the uh, Czech game the other day in the Olympics and he's playing there. But that's another guy like had every single chance. And by the end, he was like, no, nah, I'm just, I want to finish a Bruin. I don't want to go anywhere else. And yeah, Tuka Rask this year, I mean, it didn't work out, but that contract he took was like for Tuka Rask, like the ridiculous how low it was i mean he's a hall of fame goaltender but he cared about his team and he wanted them to have better players and he didn't mind the money exactly but you know when you have a goals against average for a career i mean this is a season for most guys 2.28 and he did it over what 18 seasons 19 seasons since 2007 whatever it was is 15 seasons whatever bottom line is that guy Got it done. 92% save percentage, a 308 and 165 career record, and that's not including the playoffs. So you got to think, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and if he ever came back, wanted to come back, Boston would sign him, wouldn't they? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's the thing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, talking about that, I mean, you'd look at some of the – goalies going way back to like Gary Cheevers and stuff in Boston, like guys that were there forever. And Tuka Rask is the single playoff holder record for wins for the Bruins at 54. Cheevers 53 in second. And then nobody close behind next 36. So when your name's over Gary Cheevers in the Bruins record book, you're, you're doing, you did something right. That's for sure. That's for sure. And we're going to miss him. Even the people who didn't aren't necessarily Bruins fans. We'll miss him too because a quality guy like that, you know, I know people were upset that he decided to um, leave the team and be with his family during the coronavirus time. I respected it. I didn't agree with it. But you know what? He's a grown-ass man, and he knows what he needs to do. And I hope his retirement is smooth. I hope he gets to be a commentator on TV because I love to listen to this guy talk hockey. Yeah, he's he's very humorous too, which is – funny he's a funny guy yeah that's true he is i've heard him in several interviews i wish i could have interviewed him but maybe maybe now that he's got some free time if you're listening tuka you can come on the show anytime you like brad marchand can too but for different reasons yeah and it's Woo! funny you want to talk about bruins retiring i mean that's a lot of people respect tuka and i mean a lot of people respect brad marchand but i know when he walks away one day, everybody on other teams are going to be really happy about that one, both because of his skill and because he's uh, he's the rat. I mean, and that's coming from a Bruins fan right here, but officially the most single-game suspensions in NHL history. <laughs> you know, you played at a very high level. When when somebody and I ne- I never played outside of just fooling around on the pond and playing street hockey with my buddies, but you know uh, there's kind of like this funny rule that I heard over the years, and that is if you lift your finger to a goaltender, it, nine times out of ten you're getting jammed for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I still play like I in beer leagues and stuff like that, just fun stuff, and it, it, those things still go in that. You don't go at a goaltender, you don't snow a goalie, and I mean he. The the first thing he did was was funny, you know. He Brad's pissed off. He doesn't let him flip a puck to a fan. Throws the puck away. I was like, okay, that's funny. But just off a glove save, and you know, a guy with like the reputation of Brad Marchand, that's also been not only 
very polarizing guy because of we, what he does, but nobody can doubt that he's been a top winger in the NHL for years now. And for a guy like that, and not only for the fans and people that like Boston kids that love Brad Marchand and stuff like that, but for the Bruins, I mean, we just saw last night, they, they already lost Bergeron. Now you lose Marshy for six games. Like that, that can't happen. Those two guys put up like 35% of the points on the team. And that that's, it's a selfish thing to do. You know, he's a, I love the guy. One of my favorite players, obviously, cause I'm a Boston fan. Otherwise it's easy to hate him. Right. Of course. But, he, he's super valuable and as valuable of a guy as he is, he, he can't do those loose cannon things. And he was getting better for a while. I mean, he still does the odd chirp and stuff like that, but I didn't really see him do something that stupid since he uh, was around licking guys a few years ago. Right. Right. I remember that. You know, that's a funny thing because this is a guy with all the talents in the world. He can score. I've seen him score goals in situations that most couldn't. And do it effortlessly, right? But then there's also times when he's like a bull in a china shop, and you just never yeah. really know what's going to happen. I don't know why that is. I don't know Marchand. Uh, I don't dislike him. I respect him immensely because he is a talented son of a gun. But when you start lifting your stick off of uh, goaltenders' masks, I was surprised that they didn't go to war with that kid that night. Oh, and I, I can't imagine what's going to happen next time when he's back and they play Pittsburgh. Oh, goodness. Even Sid the Kid. I thought Sid was going to drop him to the ice. Hey, Sid's, uh, I, I, and I mean, I'm a Canadian. I've, I've said the Ovechkin thing before, which, you know, goes against every Canadian. But, hey, Sid, Sid's getting some balls lately in his older years. He... He's always ready to stick up. He's playing that full captain role now. You know, when he was younger, he was that talented kid they gave the C. But now, like, Sid will throw him, man. I, I see it. You know what? That's a fact. He will. He's so tired. I'm sure he's tired of being called Cindy or Sydney. You know, oh, God. It, I would love to see those two actually somehow go at it because they're both uh, East Coast Canadian kids. I think they're both Halifax that would be a that would be a funny fight if that ever somehow popped up. I w- would Marshawn win. Marshawn would win that one though, probably. I have never I've never seen Crosby fight. Have you? The only time I saw him fight was when I think it was like after Ovechkin's first fight in like their first three years in the NHL. So I think he kind of wanted to get one under the belt, and he literally off the face off like suckered a guy. So he lost a lot of respect on that one, but. That was in his young years. I, I've seen him getting a lot of scruffs, but no, yes. yeah, no, like one on one, dropping the mitts in the middle of the rink. Oh my word, that would be an interesting fight. Who else would you want to see fight Marchand? Because I know Marchand can toss him a little bit, but who who would you want to see? Because there's a there's a numerous guys I could think of off the top of my head that would be interesting fights for him. But who do you like against Marchand? If we had to. Put put him in a in the cage, so to speak, or on the ice, and let him drop. I would love to see uh, him in Trocheck for Carolina. Yeah, because of the whole uh, Lamborghini comment that Marshawn threw at him a little bit ago, and everybody's saying they're both kind of the similar type of players. Another guy, uh, Gallagher from Montreal. I know he's been out, but you know, I could easily say the Tom Wilsons, the Ryan Reeves, but let's be real; those guys would just absolutely feed Brad Marchand. I want to see him go against a, a guy that's kind of a similar player, the little bugger on the team, you know? Like a Chris Kreider. 
Yeah, exactly. I would love to see that one because, you know, I, I sometimes wonder. I'm a Rangers fan, as you know. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder what would happen if Kreider actually had to deal with something like that. Yeah. You know, because he gets a little chirpy and he gets a little pesky. You know, he's not a big guy, but he's, he's apparently he, he carries himself like a tough guy. I don't know. I, but at the end of the day, it's interesting. Six games now, one game down, five to go. Boy, what a rotten time for that to happen with the Boston Bruins. But I'll tell you one guy. I, I sent you this little link last night because I was just amazed. But Evgeny Kuznetsov, he's got 18 points in his last 19 games. What a sicko. Yeah, he's going crazy right now. And, hey, they, they needed that too. I mean, Ovechkin started the year red hot. Everyone – the start of the year was all, oh, he's going to break this Gretzky record within two years, and he slowed down a lot. The Caps started having that cold spell. I know we talked about it last time. So, yeah, their only problem with the cold spell was scoring. So to get a guy that's putting up 18 points in 19 games, yeah, that that's much needed for the Capitals, and especially a guy like Kuznetsov who, you know, has all the talent in the world. But as much as we in the NHL world were all saying that name two, three years ago, it's dropped off a little bit so I, I love to see that he is back and absolutely ripping it right now well he is ripping it there's no doubt about that if you're playing daily fantasy you're probably going to be in a fight to see who how many of you own him but wow what a deal you know he'll probably be 85 percent on the next in his next game one group that won't be is the canadians now they have not won in so long that i've forgotten when they won but they've lost eight straight now, you're a Canadian. Montreal is a storied franchise, okay? You might not like them if you're a different, if you're a Toronto fan or an Ottawa fan or a Calgary fan or whatever. Especially a Bruins fan, too. And a Bruins fan, especially. I know this probably makes you giggle a little bit because they really do stink. What does that mean for hockey in Canada when this storied franchise can't seem to do anything right and get out of its own way? I think they get a little bit of a buy on it this year just because of that crazy cup run they made last year. Like right. it kind of, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, even as a Bruins fan who doesn't like Montreal, yeah, like you said, I, I giggle over it. But it's just better for hockey when they're good. Like everybody likes to see Montreal and Toronto play when it's a battle. Boston and Toronto, you know, the original six teams in general, like if they're playing, you don't want to see one of them get absolutely shit kicked or something like that. Right. But that's been happening to Montreal and like you said I don't remember the last time they won like it's in their goaltending is just brutal they're still missing all their best players I don't even know if Carey Price is coming back this year at this point I think I saw something on that the other day it's just probably not going to happen which makes sense I mean with the season they've had why would you want to stand in the way of that oh my lord that could be rough you know they're worse than the Arizona Coyotes and Arizona's been like I mean (laughs) They're being a little sneaky lately. They're, they still have the worst. I know Montreal is the worst points-wise in the NHL. Arizona is still the worst goals per game, unless that's changed over the last couple of games. Because Montreal seems to actually end up scoring a few a game. It's just I their goals against is probably terrible. Oh, they're awful. They they have the they've Arizona has allowed more goals than them. I think. Uh, Arizona has 176, and Montreal, oh, geez, they did. And it's 184 now with a minus yeah. 82 goal differential. Wow. 
That's that's 10 or 11 more than Arizona. I think they need to regulate, relegate some of these teams. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, let's bring up somebody from the IHL or the AHL or something or the KHL, for goodness sakes, because Arizona, they're really bad. I know. And they. But hey, they won the other game against the Kraken, so that's really not great for a new Kraken franchise. But uh, <laughs> no, just speaking no. about that, actually, I was looking at that this morning. I mean, Tampa Bay played Colorado last game. I, I mean, last night I watched that game. It was that was playoff hockey. I was watching last night. Like that was a game. Two top teams. Tampa lost a real tight one, and if they play the way that they played against Colorado last night, especially coming off a loss and the Coyotes coming off a win. I think even with Brian Elliott in net for Tampa tonight, that puck line is like no problem. No problem, exactly. I don't like this Arizona team. They make me nervous. But you know who's played great and they've been flying under the radar is Calgary. They've, uh, they're 8-2-0 and in their last 10 and five-game winning streak. I had them against the Leafs last night. I even took them on the reverse puck line last night at because they were the plus one and a half. I flipped it on the minus one and a half at like plus three hundred almost. And uh, yeah, they it's well. First of all, Markstrom, that guy is a brick wall. Like the fact I know we talked about this before the All Star breaks about snubs. The more I'm watching him post All Star break, that might have been actually the biggest snub of all. I mean, he's getting more shutouts still. I think he's at uh, seven or eight now shutouts on the year. Damn. And you just look at the goals that Calgary's putting up in their last few games. Like You can look at overall goal differentials on the year, but if you look at since the new year, five goals against Toronto, six goals against Vegas, four goals against Arizona, four against Dallas in Dallas, which is a tough place to play in, uh, five against the – or sorry, six against the Blue Jackets, seven against the Blues – like they've been putting up goals and they have a lot of talent. And like you said, they're under the radar. Last time we talked, we talked about if they could uh, pass Vegas in that division before the season ends. And I'm mad at myself that I, I kind of chickened out on putting in that futures bet, but it, it looks good. And you saw them pump Vegas just the other night. They ripped him pretty good, but you know, the best part of for Calgary is they've only played 17 home games this season. They have a lot more home games to go, and they're going to, I'll tell you what, they're going to win the Pacific Division. You watch. Yeah, and that's, uh, I'm literally, as we're talking right now, looking up what the current odds still are on that, because if it's still worth it, I, I like that team a lot. And like you said, I think everybody at the beginning of the year was huge on, like, from a betting perspective in the NHL, betting on Calgary on the road because they were saying, oh, they're such a good road team. But yeah, it's because they're a good hockey team that has a winning record, but they hadn't played at home much. So we couldn't say much about their home record when it's so deflated compared to their away record. And everyone was all over that. But now you see, I mean, I have a buddy, one of my best buddies that lives in Calgary. He was at the Flames game. He was sending me a couple of pictures and videos last night. And that was just a regular season game against the Leafs where they were up three or four goals in the third period. And that rink was absolutely electric. So, yeah, it's a good place to play home. I mean, it's in Canada. The Flames haven't 
been a real threat in a while. So I think not only that, those home games are going to come into play a lot too. And I think so too. You know, in the Central Division of Western Conference, Colorado is 21-2-2 at home this season. Yeah, they're unbelievable at unbelievable. home. Unbelievable. I don't even know what to say about that team except play the puck line with them every night. Yeah, especially at home. Oh, my Lord. Think about that. Basically, 21-4. and four. And I know a lot of people are I, – I hear people, if I give out a puck line that's minus 105 or minus 110 in a, you know, in a big kind of game where the money line is like minus 300, I'll, I'll hear people say, well, I don't like to play puck lines on for not plus money. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's still pretty much an opening line you're getting it at, and it, it's going to win. So uh, if you don't like money, then sure, stay away from it. But – if it's going to win, I'll take it, especially well, those there you go. Especially when it's Colorado. Holy crap. Especially at home. And you know what? They're not so bad on the road. Minnesota's another team that's pretty much dominated at home this season. 14-3-1. They've done really well on the road. They have a plus 39 goal differential. They're 8-1-1 over the last 10. What do you got good to say about the Wild? Well, before I say anything good about them, I actually have to thank you. It oh. was uh, our, the last time we did a show. I, I didn't bet the game, but you told me you were going against them because of that streak. They ended up winning that game. However, the next game that they played, I saw everyone across gambling, Twitter, Instagram, any cappers. We ran a live show that day where we do a contest where people will give in picks. I mean, every single person had Minnesota. And just in the back of my head from our last talk about you talking about how NHL streaks, none of them were really got to big numbers as of recently. I was telling everybody that I was staying away from that game, and hey, they ended up getting destroyed for the first time. Well, not destroyed, but 2 nothing to Winnipeg isn't the best when you usually see Minnesota. And now going back to talking about them, that's a team that can score goals. I mean, we hear a lot about they're kind of a Calgary. They go under the radar. Not a lot of people outside of Minnesota are talking about the Minnesota Wild, but that's a team you're not usually going to get a great line on them at home, but if you do take it because they are dominant at home, those guys can score goals. I, I love that Kaprizov kid. I mean, I think he's going to be a star for a long time in the NHL and they got a lot of ta- talent. Cam Talbot's playing well in that. They're uh, not only that, the wild are a sneaky playoff team too, because they play very well defensively. So, you know, a lot of, the only reason I'm not fully sold on a team like Colorado moving forward in the playoffs, as good as they've been all regular season, is defense and goaltending. But I don't worry as much about a team like Minnesota as far as that. Although Colorado has 10 times more the talent, but just from a game planning perspective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm a Rangers fan. A lot of people know this. They send me things. Why haven't the Rangers played since the 1st of February? <laughs> And they have to play the 14th. I believe their next game is the 14th. And, you know, because we talked about this last time you were here, how good New York is at home. And they host Tuesday the 15th they play. They'll have 14 days off. They host Boston, 7 p.m. next Tuesday. Why so many days off? Is it because of the Olympics? I honestly don't know because, well, how many games have they – are they – ahead of other people no they're only at 40 yeah that really doesn't make sense to me because i know 
with the all-star the uh, break, the scheduling has been a little different since like there's been a few teams that have played twice already. Whereas there's a team like the Rangers that doesn't get a play for six days or seven. Like, yeah, I, I can't tell you on that one. That's a complete, but I will say that hopefully that rest in playing up against a team like the Bruins on that Tuesday that are going to be missing Marshawn Bergeron and look like they're in shambles. That should be a good first game back for the Rangers. They'll, they'll shouldn't be, they shouldn't be highly favored though, either. They haven't played in two weeks. That's yeah. something to keep an eye on because the Rangers crush at home also. I just, as a Boston fan, and I, I was preaching it yesterday. The people always asking me about Bruins games because they know I'm watching them. They were like, what about this line? And I, I just kept saying, well, I would never, unless you're playing a bottom team like Seattle, Arizona, Montreal, I'm not betting on the Bruins without Bergeron or Marchand in the lineup. No, you shouldn't either. That's a very good point. When they're missing guys like that, uh, don't play them. Don't throw your money. Don't say, oh, but look at that. They're plus 240 underdogs. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> okay. Islanders. I'm going against them tonight, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I like the way they played the other night, but not near the end of the game. They came out hot, but. I think they, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We had a little delay there in the internet. Oh no, they're they're healthy though. That's the only thing about the Islanders now. But I just I that's a team that you know Sorokin. That's a I. They're playing Edmonton tonight, correct? Yep, they sure are. I'm playing the under six. Yeah, and uh, Edmonton is a team that if you wanted to talk about, I mean, I can't bet on those guys anymore. I don't know what happened. They have so much talent, and they have disappointed me more than probably any other team this year. I don't know what happened to that team, man. I, I sat down this morning. I was trying to figure it out. And I said, you know what? I don't know what to say about this team. But they were on fire to start the season. Now they're just a mess. Yeah, they and, got hot a couple of weeks ago for like a five-game win streak, I think. And then it just collapsed again. And it, it always comes down to goaltending and defense for them. I mean, you look back like 10 years, how many first overall picks Edmonton has had. Defense has always been the issue, and they just keep going after these like forwards that aren't two-way forwards. I mean, I'm not talking about McDavid. We know what he can do, but if you look back to drafts before, they took Neil Yakupov number one overall like eight years ago. Like, where is that guy now? And you could have. And then there's guys if you look in that same draft that were top defense, and it's easy to say way later. But Edmonton isn't a one-year problem, is what I'm getting at. I think it's they've been in this issue they have offensive talent but then as we all know scoring sometimes can get cold and their defense is never their defense is never hot it's always cold so that's their problem and that's and apparently it was the coach's problem because he got fired yesterday yeah but the general manager still has a job yeah it's and that's what exactly what i'm saying i think most of it stems from the front office that's what i like three months ago when one of the first times we talked said about the Leafs that I think like last year or two years ago when they got rid of Babcock and the coaches they've got rid of, it's always been the front office for the Leafs. Always. You know, the speaking of the Leafs, Austin Matthews took a hell of a shot the other night and yet he's still playing and that's amazing. They killed my big parlay. You know, we talk about don't do it. Don't pull the trigger. I, I just had a small one. With eight legs, though. <laughs> yeah. my I call it my spider parlay. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean, come on. Like I, I put big money on singles, but when I get a day of uh, like six or seven NHL games, I, I parlay them all for something small. Like it's it's the fun way to do, and you hit one of them, and you're like, oh my god, this was made them all worth it. <laughs> Absolutely, it did. But that one that was kind of depressing. But I was like, damn, because when I flipped over to watch the hockey game, I was already six in a row, and I got to push while this is going on, and I said, come on, boys, come on, boys, take out the Leafs, let's go, let's go, and they went, and it is what it is, but the Leafs are playing good, Florida Panthers are still on top of the Atlantic, Carolina Hurricanes, that's the game right there, that team, they should have beat Toronto, and I'm disappointed, but they got a shot to win the Stanley Cup, I think, this Carolina team. I agree, and like we talked about last time, they uh, they've been making playoff runs for a few years now. They've Rod Brindamore has done a great job coaching that team, building the roster he wants. You know, they're not the flashiest team in the world, even though they do have some guys that are studs. But they just play good two way hockey. Like you know, they're um, ton like probably four one of the best. Uh, depth teams in the NHL as far as all four lines can score goals in any time. Their defense are good. We got good goalie. I mean, Freddie's been great for them this year. I think they're fantastic. Um, anybody that you like this weekend, a team that looks hot and getting ready to make some cash, you got anybody like that? Or should we just say, have a nice weekend to the people? Um. Well, I mean, talking about it, I think I, I don't know what the line is on it, but just looking ahead, I, I'm still talking about the Calgary Flames. And yeah. we just saw them back-to-back. They actually ended up playing Markstrom back-to-back. I, I was mad about that because yesterday I, I kind of hammered uh, Calgary mm-hmm. earlier in the day on my book. And uh, my book has a cash-out option. I saw on multiple websites that uh, Vladar instead of Markstrom was going to play. So... I cashed out my uh, original bet and put smaller on it and rode with the over, which ended up hitting. I got lucky because Calgary went it off, went off. But that's the only thing, and I've said it about um, hockey gambling on these shows before, NHL betting. You got to stay on top of those goalies. <laughs> and sometimes they, they will pull one on you where it's all day. It'll say expected, expected, and then you watch the opening puck drop in the wrong goalie that you didn't want in is in. Uh-huh. It worked out for me, but man, I wish I would have put more on Calgary last night like I originally planned to. Oh, I, I saw that happen with the Islanders the other night. You know, we thought well, the, their Sorokin was going to play, and then he didn't. And, and I was like, wait a second here. That sucked. But anyway, great stuff today, man. Tell everyone where they can find you. And uh, I always say, if you're going to talk hockey, you got to go find Zach. That's what I tell them. Go ahead and tell them where they need to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're on Instagram at Pick Profit Inc. I mean, honestly, we're on Twitter at Pick Profit. We do way more on Instagram lately, I will say, uh, just because, you know, Twitter's taken down like the stories option and stuff like that, which I hate because we use so much. But regardless, we, we drop two, pick, two free pick videos a day that I'll do kind of given a minute synopsis or breakdown on why I like that game. You know, it's hard in a minute sometimes to say everything. So I always say you can message us too. If you want to know anything else on top of that, we want to run our premium services, me and the boss where we give out, you know, uh, our premium picks. And the big thing we've been doing lately that it's kind of 
one of the newer things. I haven't seen many people do it, but we've been running once or well, it, we won't be able to keep it sustainable to do multiple times a week in the future because it takes about 10 plus hours a day to do it. But we've been running a couple of live betting marathons where we add people to a telegram link and uh, me and the boss pretty much looking at all the lines on four or five computers, all watching all the games on four or five TVs and pumping out live bets. And we did it four days straight and made uh, over 80 units this week from Sunday to Wednesday. So we uh, took the day off yesterday and we are back at it for a huge slate of everything tonight, really. So that'll be exciting. But yeah, again, Instagram at Pick Profit Inc., Twitter at Pick Profit. And like Phil said, even if you just want to talk hockey, I'm usually the one in the inboxes. Hockey is what I like to think of as my specialty. Even if you're not looking for picks and you just want to talk hockey, you can always message me, guys. I'm always down to talk some hockey. And, of course, if you're not talking to me about hockey, you can talk to my guy, Phil, too, for our followers that are listening. Phil is the absolute man when it comes to multiple sports, not just hockey. I appreciate that. I was, I was looking behind my sh- over my shoulder to see who you were talking to. But I appreciate you, brother. We'll see you next week. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank Zach for being here. I want to thank PlayUp for sponsoring us. That's PlayUp.com. It's always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked by BetStamp.app. And don't forget the Wolfline Sports Trading Newsletter. Each and every day, you can find that at CashWithFlash.com. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen... My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.